0: Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 1, you're gonna tip that shelf, be careful, Whoa. episode 166, I jack to versus this? his microphone boom arm, I don't like boom arm 1, jack 0, don't tip that how whole shelf, how
1: am I supposed to do that? This?
0: <laughs> this is why when I try and get you to do a sound check and you refuse to do it, you take care of it then, so I believe in you, but anyways, welcome. We're going to eventually talk about some wrestling. I yield. You yield? You defeated? Microphone wins by submission? (coughs) We're going to talk about wrestling. AEW Dynamite, NXT, Impact. Maybe Raw? Maybe SmackDown? Only Raw. Only Raw. A little bit.
1: Minimally, because they're boring.
0: Right. So, I don't know. Another week has passed. We had your brother's officially a teenager as of yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. He had friends over for a bit of a pool party. I think the last time... In Southern Ontario, we're going to be heating our pool, probably. Probably. And you coincidentally picked up a shift and didn't have to be here while there were six 13-year-olds running around the pool. You're pretty yeah, proud of yourself. I don't. I don't much care for them. You got paid to not be here. It's the one way to look at it, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they had fun. I don't know. We ordered a bunch mm-hmm. of pizza, heated the pool to ridiculous temperatures, and hung out there mm-hmm. while you worked. And your part-time Supreme's going well, training yeah full-grown adults as a 16 not year old
1: today thankfully but not today or sorry not yesterday no
0: but uh yeah you're getting lots of hours still so that's good stuff i don't know indeed terry fox run was at school it's pretty exciting stuff
1: so exciting Yeah,
0: just not, didn't raise a lot of money our school unfortunately but did you know the school that i grew up and your mother went to as well um, I looked it up. The most recent I could see was 2017, but they raised like forty-five thousand dollars. And as a school, they've raised over a million for Terry Fox, yeah, right. which if you don't, if you're not in Canada, you might not know. It's like a famous uh man who lost his leg to cancer and was gonna run across Canada, right? So it's an annual thing to raise money for. Cancer I don't think research. we'll ever
1: hit that ever. No,
0: my the school I went to, high school, was crazy. That's it was one of the things everybody did was they were very into terry fox but yeah
1: can't say that attributes to here no not so much here
0: um i don't know you're i guess there's some birthday shopping or something your brother's going out to do something after this but i think you're just going to stay home and hang out right he's
1: actually doing something
0: right and oh i hope that is just the doorbell cam dropping off something new for me they rang the doorbell i got packages coming so that's pretty exciting the new app is quite useful for that but anyways anything else you wanted to chat here Bantering. I don't have a package. You don't have a pack. Yes, you're still waiting for your stuff from Ringside, right? From birthday order. Yeah. So which has is nothing's almost come two months ago. So waiting on Cody. Waiting on Stardust. Whatever. Same thing. Uh huh. And whatever else is. What else is? Usos. Oh, Usos. Yeah.
1: The 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 cool ones.
0: So who knows when they'll come? Yeah. Maybe never.
1: Um, seems like it. Yeah. But anyways, I it guess seems, we can. Seems start. like one of those things.
0: Anything else you had planned for bantering? I'm ready to move into wrestling if you are.
1: Uh yeah, I think so. All
0: right, so we'll get. Talking about wrestling now, where we always start out with taking a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. So taking a look at ratings, Becky Lynch was back on NXT, so they had big numbers again this week. Not quite like last week, so 824,000 viewers averaged down 3.1 and a 0.24 in the key demographic down 4.4, but that are those are still fantastic NXT numbers, right? So... It is the second largest audience since April of 2021, and I imagine you have have to um, pre 2.0. You said yes. You'd have to contribute that to Becky Lynch because she was kind of woven throughout this show, um, and yeah, they she continues to move the needle for them. And Dynamite averaged 984,000, so that's nice, approaching that million mark that we like so much. Up 10.4 percent from last week and earned a 0.36 so that's up as well in the key demographic 16.1%. So good week for the wrestling that we pay most attention to. Well, I pay most attention to. What do you got? No major uh, news this week, right? No,
1: nothing. It's one of those week those slow weeks. Um so with the recent TKO merger of WWE and UFC, uh there's been roster cuts. They're sure back have. at it.
0: We were saying the Brian Myers special.
1: Brian Myers has wreaked havoc.
0: If you know, you know. No. On
1: WWE, his impact finishing move is called the roster cut, a clothesline. <laughs> so yes. yeah, WWE's backed up, back to their old ways. Um, flashbacks of what a couple years ago. So why Maybe don't you? Do r- you have a list of names? Obviously, yeah. so
0: go. One at a time and we'll sort of, I imagine this might be the bulk of our news and we'll sort of if we have any thoughts on and each of them we'll sort of add them. So okay. who's first? Elias.
1: I mean, I thought he was like over with the whole for a while, Guitar yeah. gimmick and stuff. I but don't think really... it kind of died in the pandemic and then he went to being Ezekiel and then it kinda just... got weird. Yeah.
0: And I don't think he's great in the ring. He was mostly a character person. So like outside of WWE, I don't think he fits anywhere, to be honest.
1: No, I don't think so. I could no. see him doing indie work at most. Yeah, or like N.W.A. He would probably fit in. NWA. Seems to fit there, yeah. right? All right, just to d- diss them a little. Yeah, uh, Shelton Benjamin, which I'm not surprised he's gone, but I'm a little disappointed because I like him.
0: I think he's fantastic. He's a talent. They probably should have used more somewhere along the, along the line. <coughs> Business, like, like it, yes, for for example, but even years, decade before yeah. that, probably. Yeah. I mean, he's not great on the mic and stuff, but amazing in That's the ring. That's why you put him with MVP. Could be a trainer or something. I feel like I don't he know. He would be, uh, yeah, he'd be really good in the PC as a trainer. A little long in the tooth for someone to sign. I feel like, cause he's not young, obviously. But no, he was um, awesome back. Yeah, in the that kind
1: of sucks, cause I'm not sure what he'll do now, cause like you said, he's kind of, he's long tenured now. He's on the downside. He's certainly yeah. not prime. Shelton no. Benjamin. All right, who's left? Uh, Dabakato.
0: Yeah. So we talked about this, you and I, cause you were, it was great. You were sending me little texts of who's gone, cause I wasn't seeing any updates whatever I was doing. And it seems like there was a few people, a couple, right, that were sent down to NXT as like, if we'll try something and if it doesn't stick there, you're basically gone and he's one of them because they've stopped and started him in NXT, right? Yeah, lately?
1: he's he had what, he um debuted as Baba Tunde in the that set this in the Saudi Rumble. Yep. Then he didn't really do anything. Then he was Dabakato, he did Raw Underground for a while. Yeah he did. Uh, back when that was a thing. Then he randomly became with OMOS. N- then he became Nigerian, uh, mm-hmm. and he was Commander Aziz, and then now he's back to Dabakato doing nothing. And I thought his,
0: like, short little monster
1: promos were decent in NXT, but then, like, in the
0: ring, it's just standard big man stuff, and I don't know, it doesn't do much for me, so yeah. I, I don't see him going anywhere else. No. I mean, impact big man, kind of like bringing in Khan sort
1: of deal, but why? Yeah, but you don't like Khan, so. I don't, but I'm just saying fit-wise. I'm not I saying guess, it's what yeah. I want, but... Yeah, who else? Uh, Rick Boogs. I think he, um, he was doing some team thing a little while I ago. Mean, I think that was the thing with LA Knight. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know what he's been up to. He hasn't really done anything because he got injured, right. remember, with Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, Mania we didn't like. Right. And then he just never really career-wise recovered from that because yeah. him and Nak getting on Mania is a pretty solid spot. I feel the like Usos. he was a
0: guy that needed – he's – He's probably hurt from moving up too fast because he still needs some sort of development. Yeah, and now which is like why was
1: Nakamura's sidekick for a while. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he never really did much. No. And uh, perfect segue into Dana Brooke.
0: Yeah, so like another one who will send you down to NXT. Will try and change something like, and we were saying that she was on the cusp of clearly a major heel turn, right, in the story. Not the Klon- cusp of being good. Not to no be confused god with no. That.
1: She's still really really bad. But, Which, I, I guess, it's a miracle it, take, it took them this long to get rid of her. Like, she's right. she should be, like, she, she should praise whatever God she believes in for surviving the she's pandemic She's not cuts. good. Again, yeah.
0: I think she, thinking back, she was a victim of being called up too fast. And her development oh, yeah, stilted, sure. and she never...
1: And then she came back to NXT too late.
0: Right. and But it's funny, because she, like someone else you're going to mention in a minute, is in the midst of a storyline. Right? Like, she was about to yeah. turn, I'm sure, and go extreme dana brooke turn on kalani jordan and blah 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 and so now i even just, say hardcore country yeah just gone pulled mm-hmm. the plug on it yeah, midstream
1: uh quincy elliot and some other pc trainees that aren't important yeah quincy released. they gave
0: a brief a run is not the word i'm looking for he was on tv a couple times right really big guy they that I used give to... like
1: a couple appearances to when they bring up someone from level up and then
0: yeah kind of like that and as yeah, they like... were experimenting with his character i think i've seen him on championship wrestling from hollywood he's not very experienced in the ring by the looks of it and he was just super huge right so they gave it a shot i guess and are done with him
1: yeah i'm surprised they didn't get rid of odyssey jones because
0: oh wow i forgot if, about him
1: if i'm thinking roster cuts i'd get rid of like him because he doesn't do anything he does um, not i don't I haven't just seen just based him on Robert. some of the cuts they made i'm surprised they didn't get rid of like him or like cruz because he doesn't really do much or
0: he feels like one that they've tried all they can try Right? Apollo. And they sent him... Yeah, and they sent him back down. And Which they is why I'm him.
1: surprised they wouldn't cut him. Right. I know. That's why I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. um, Top dollar is gone again. That, like... Interestingly, though, I haven't me. heard about the rest of Hit Row. Right.
0: I expected it to be Top dollar, comma, the rest of them, but... It was not. So No, I didn't see anything. But about there's that. been reports that he kind of rubs people the wrong way at some point, right? Who knows? Dirt yeah, sheets stuff. W-
1: what the hell are Shanti and have gonna do on their own? Like, come on, though. Shanti true. is like probably gonna be fodder because he's not super huge and he's not overly talented, and B garbage. I'd be fine if uh she is really bad unless she's improved. <laughs> I'd be fine with
0: Theodonis going back down to NXT and seeing if they yeah. can something that's probably the
1: best thing for him but um but
0: i think dolla didn't have any he had personality and size but he wasn't really good in the ring remember what was
1: his super the, the botch this year yeah that dive and michael clover and oh yeah makes fun of it i just remembered he botched something i couldn't remember specifically what it was and he tried to act like he hit it and it was just horrible right so yeah
0: i don't think that he's any great loss
1: um yeah speaking of a great loss uh shanky is next
0: oh i didn't even hear that one i don't I know i
1: forgot but i just remembered now so i just re-added it to the another list.
0: one they've tried to do stuff with and we're just not
1: really though they tried like a, that weird dancing thing for a little bit right. and then, i don't even remember i can't I even picture him if i'm being honest google him you'll probably remember he was with jinder and veer for a bit i assume um
0: gotta package everyone right. together Oh
1: well, yeah because they're all all right let's see oh yeah it's okay. him yeah yep he was he debuted at that uh the india's sp- special thing they did the, in the thunderdome yep uh and then he kind of was on raw for a bit i don't know he didn't really do a whole lot. like. So not that's not surprising
0: in. that he's gone either. I don't no, see him catching on anywhere else. He
1: honestly hasn't done much probably this year. I don't. No. honestly can't remember. Because I just listened to reviews of main roster, and I don't remember hearing his name mentioned no. too often. Uh, one of the more surprising ones for me, but also not surprising, is Mustafa Ali. Yeah,
0: and there's the other one I was referring to in the middle of a storyline. Who literally line. has a PL- who
1: had a ple match. Right, because he's ready. in this
0: thing with Dom Mysterio and um, the- Dragon Lee. And he's sort of feeling he should be the next contender, sort of thing. And the Dragon Lee's jumping the line, and we're right in the middle of that story. And then sucks, that's gone.
1: Ollie's finally getting something to do, and then he's gone. And then yeah, we, I know he did want out a while ago. He did. So and he was sort of, I thought, debuted a new
0: character like three weeks ago with that whole political thing, and then he never circled back around to it. And I was confused. And I don't know. I guess he's gone. I, he's someone I think should be somewhere else. Like yeah. AEW, I know they don't need anybody. so I, I think but maybe he would.
1: Impact because yeah, I feel I like he'd fit there really well. as much as I would love to see him in AEW because I don't care about Impact, I feel like he would definitely get lost in the shuffle. I do like him, but I definitely feel like he would get lost in the shuffle. And X Division would be a great fit for him. Exactly. So That's not a bad idea. I feel like he would fit there and like he could actually get a decent spot, like get some X Division runs or something because yes. I don't... I love AEW, but for s- someone like him would not be always prominent no there's ever. just no room anymore there's even with more ever. tv shows and stuff there's yeah, still doesn't it's still seem difficult to be room. right yep um aliyah has gone darn
0: i mean there's someone who has had a long run without doing ever anything. really doing anything she so won the tag for her, titles man. with
1: raquel she, for two weeks she cash checks good canadian girl you know one he should beat natalia in like three seconds
0: oh she's another one that's pretty far down the scale of looking very different from what she originally looked Yeah, but at. that
1: one flies under the radar because, again, who gives a crap? Yeah, who even knows who she is? Um, Riddick Moss and Emma are gone. The happy couple. So did they... Was the Emma coming
0: back at Triple H bringing back people that Vince fired? Was she in that round, I feel like? And now Vince was sort of back and
1: no, she's gone again. She's a weird case because she got released like a while ago. Like years ago, probably. Yeah, it's that's like, what I mean. But it's weird because I feel like... Most of the Triple H comebacks were ones that got released recently under Vince, yes. like Hit Row and Cross yeah. and Cross. Mia Yim, and you know what I mean. They kept him, yeah. Interesting. Like, I know, right? Like, but like with Emma, I swear she probably got released like 2017, 2018. So yeah, I wouldn't really consider that a Triple H thing because I feel like it was also she was an impact for mm-hmm. a bit. So um, that one feels a little different to me because I feel like most of the ones were like recent missteps that yeah. Vince made. Uh, and then with Moss, they. I don't think I want to. You want to say they tried with him, but I don't think they did because he got
0: hurt too and then kind of disappeared, right?
1: R- yeah, and I think the thing was like you could say they tried with him, but I don't think you can because he had that stupid jokey gimmick oh, with Happy yeah, Corbin, with Corbin, right? That's stupid yes. way the, the suspenders. Then Corbin turned on him, so then m- his character change or his um. What do they call Re- his repackage mm-hmm. was more of a lack thereof where he just he was like, Oh, I'm not gonna joke him, I'm gonna start wearing black trunks and yeah. being boring. Like his his thing was he just like he was the most plain Jane Wrestler you've ever seen. Just and
0: he's a big jack guy and he's really, really fast. But
1: other than that, I
0: don't he, really know. Anything, yeah. So, so I I don't I don't know, I don't see him as AEW guy. I could see Emma going back to impact or something. Yeah. Because they have a
1: pretty good knockouts division. And yeah, she's I, th- been I think she should probably go back yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, the most surprising one to me was Dolph Ziggler because I know like, – I've seen things like that a... Vince haven't hasn't been, like, the highest on him and you never wanted to push him, but – I honestly never would have thought in a million years he'd get released because he just seems like a lifer. A hundred. I was just gonna say just that. Just completely like a lifer. Why he's been there so long and he's so he's really great in ring for their style. And I don't and think he complains or causes problems. I know or... he wanted out. I saw a thing he wanted out like a, a few years ago or whatever, yeah. or like a little while ago. Uh, but he was talked into staying. Yeah. And like I don't know, he just seems like a perfect guy to stay there. And he, he even if he never gets that big push again, I think he's perfect in the mid card. Um, he's been a great IC champion in the past. Like, I remember that storyline with the Miz in like yeah. 2016 was really good.
0: There were times where he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, well, he's, he's one really of your great.
1: Fav- one of your first figures too. Yeah. Um. So and that kind of sucks. I he ha- I saw one his elite at Walmart the other day. So maybe if I can find it again, I'll get it because that'll be his last one.
0: That's right. So yeah, I don't know. Like
1: AEW seems
0: to love brother tag teams, so he could show up there, I guess. Yeah. But
1: I'd be okay with him showing up there. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's again like I don't know where I want him to show up because I've, I don't know how he would wrestle outside and what of the WWE his name style. Be. Go
0: back to Nemeth, I guess. Probably.
1: I don't. It's also got such a weird name, but I'm it is. so used to it because it's gonna be weird. Like the next game, he won't be in there, or yeah, no more Ziegler figs. Like yep, that's end of an era for an sure. Oddity. Yeah, because he's, I think he signed developmental in '04. Yeah, which is crazy. It is, yeah, he was Spirit Squad. Spirit Squad, then he was back in developmental, then I think Ziggler was from 08 on. Yeah. So that's probably what, like, 15 years span at least to Ziggler. Yeah. That's crazy. Almost a decade period. Yep. That's wild. Uh, so, yeah, that sucks he's gone. Uh, that one was a surprising disappointment to me. And, and I've they... never been a huge fan of him, but I've always liked him. And I heard that more NXT cuts were coming, but they... Uh Yeah, I haven't seen a huge amount yet. Uh, then the last one that came, like kind of the day after most of the releases was uh, Matt Riddle is gone. Oh yes, which a little bit surprised. That kind of surprised me, but also doesn't given recent developments because he hasn't been gone or he just he was just off TV for some reason. And I feel like he's kind of unreliable right. for them, right? So, and that's why they haven't but pushed him. right But love anything. his style. He's cool in the ring. Yeah, so I'd be happy Lots with him matches. going to AEW. because yeah. his he would just go wild again because NXT Riddle was. Yeah, different than main roster riddle his and flurries are unlike anybody's yeah he's pretty crazy so i'd like to see him around again me too um, there'd be a lot of fresh matchups see. in aew aew like yeah to for see sure that'd be them. interesting yeah yeah and that is it so uh roster cuts
0: are back baby. they are back um i don't i guess not specifics but there were a couple injuries on dynamite we'll get to when we talk about it right uh, yeah it was a cursed show it uh, looks like a mox concussion that Uh, resulted in some audibles being called and also Adam Cole jumping off of the (laughs) ramp, which again, because we watched it late. So I'd heard (laughs) and I was picturing him like diving off the ramp or hitting a move. I don't know why I
1: pictured that, but that's what I thought. So
0: hopefully nothing too major and that people don't miss more than a week or two. But I guess we'll have to see what happens because that's a couple like top of the card people in prominent stories, right? So we'll see how
1: that goes. Hangman's next. Right, yeah, they come in threes, they say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my three favorites are going. Um, Randy Orton's been spotted back around the Performance Center. I see recently. that. He
0: he needs some development, you know. He's very yeah. green still. He needs yeah. more experience.
1: Yeah, he needs some polish. You no, know?
0: obviously a rehab uh, assignment more. So yeah, in this case. I would assume
1: so. Yeah, so maybe he's finally coming back. I don't know. I can't
0: say I've missed him, but I also don't really watch that product too
1: much. I don't so. really care. He's just it's been fun. the same all the time forever. And now, like you can do RK bro to keep him interesting anymore, because that was probably the only like renaissance he's had recently. And any, it's true. And then normally, what happens if I was watching the product, there'd be some like
0: guys on the rise that I'm kind of interested in, and then he's gonna come back and RKO them all and kill them all and just like stop, halt everyone's momentum as he's sort of rebuilt. And that start killing
1: new guys, and he'll be the legend in the making killer.
0: And that, yeah, because that kind of stuff that annoys me, but it's what happens a lot. Yeah. What do we have here? A former WWE board member has gone on the record about his decision to resign from the company in the wake of Vince's return. Uh, basically, told I think it was the LA Times that he did not feel it was prudent for McMahon to return to WWE, de- considering the allegations against him. Yeah, cause... I've
1: seen things that it's like he he uh, only agreed to or he he's selling the company just so that he could come back, right, or something like that.
0: And so basically saying that. Uh, wasn't aligned with with his ways of government and his values so it seems like he had some principles and left because um, there are possible looming i think more criminal and
1: civil charges for vince so i would not be surprised maybe Where? not having him as one of the faces of your company is the, a better oh, idea. i'll try to find because i was just looking at something oh yeah so <laughs> that's the title from what culture is proof that vince mcmahon is more diluted than ever in wwe um yeah morale was decimated by the job cuts it was talking about where is
0: morale was decimated by the roster cuts is that what yeah. You said? yeah um i'm sure it's never good when you see like a dozen of your colleagues get fired doesn't yeah, make you I'm feel safe probably
1: it. yeah the belief is that vince conducted the deal just so that he could return yeah um Because he came back, he kind of wedged his way back last year or certain this year, um, with the purpose of selling the company, and now he's kind of around. But I feel, isn't he like kind of on his way out or something?
0: I don't know. One of the things was he actually sold it so they would bring him back in, right? Because they don't want the company without him as sort of the he is the brand kind of thing, yeah. So it got him back into it, but yeah, hopefully,
1: uh, maybe just he'll drop dead and then. He'll so let his grip go.
0: I do have here that a new SEC filing has shown light on a hint that McMahon may want out of WWE. He um, wants out after recent Requinac- recent acquisition. Yes, because he um that basically he, he was selling his offerings possibly, and that being on the board and facing criminal charges is bad. So sorry, they want him gone. Okay. But TKO uh, may want him gone because again TKO it's just, Group it's, Holdings. That's right. Not a good look for him.
1: Oh yeah, or no. for them. At all, well, who would have thought that? No,
0: right. Um, another thing I had is that following up from last week on Cargill possibly going to WWE, Meltzer said, said that WWE is already working on main roster creative for her, and that it's being like a high priority for writers to figure out something for Jade Cargill. Not
1: surprised. Not surprised at all. Makes total sense. I feel she'll probably jump the line of NXT. Um, I do too, even though she shouldn't. Yeah, that's a man. Or.
0: We keep saying who can they who how do they get the belt off Becky Lynch? Cargill comes in as a monster heel and just yeah decimates people.
1: I'd probably book that. And
0: then Lynch goes back. I feel like she'll jump the line. And then Cargill, I could see her relinquishing because they don't want to have her weakened at all on her way up. Now that they think that some main roster people are watching NXT, right? They'll. Maybe, yeah. Because the the numbers are up, they want to keep her strong. I I would also
1: get views on NXT. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And then when she goes to the main roster, she can be the big killer. Nia Jax can go away forever. So she comes and dominates that division, and AOP come and dominate tag division. Who? Nia and AOP? No.
0: um, Cargill and AOP.
1: All right, that's all the news I have. Do you have anything um, else? Last one was um, SmackDown's going to return to the USA Network next year. It is. Uh, in I think it was like October, September. A $1.4 billion deal. Chump um, change. Yeah. So your hope is? the, Well, I don't know. I guess I would hope so, yeah, just because so we don't have the secondary title. But my thought was... I think one of the main sticking points behind the two world titles is that each network wants their world title. It's like... I would assume, to some degree, at least. When Roman unified the titles, it's like USA on Raw didn't really get a world title. Right. Because most of the time he was on SmackDown. He's defending against someone from SmackDown. Something like that, right? Because they never go on other brands. Don't forget. And I'm thinking if the shows are all back on the same network, they would probably be able to just... Go with one title for a while because there's no inter network, you know. There's no squabbles about world titles, so they could probably do that and you know have roman's title because let's be honest, Seth's secondary over both shows because they're both on USA and everything's fine and it would make sense. And I think that is probably the best thing right now because I don't have an issue with two world titles, but um. I think generally speaking, one is better, and also the way they introduced the second world title it was bad. I agree. So, yeah, because usually it doesn't feel this secondary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder if there's any chance
0: SmackDown changes nights because when it's a new network, they might feel like you fit. You know what I mean? If they already have their Friday, if whatever it goes back to Tuesday, locked or, in. I guess it can't go to Tuesday, but like. I don't think Friday is the best night.
1: I like I like Friday, but I'm used to it now. I think not that we watch it anyway. I think that's the latest that would work. At least it's not Friday at ten, because that's that's bad. But like, I think SmackDown was far worse when it was on Tuesday, because then it was Monday Raw, Tuesday SmackDown, Wednesday NXT. Yes, that's just a, that was a lot. overload on and and then NXT UK when that was around, that was Thursdays, right? Yep. It was. That's just a slog. If you are the one to go there, there's 205 live on Fridays, <laughs> oh my so God. nobody really wants to go there. Exactly. So I don't know. I'm. I feel like that'd be an interesting, yeah. But that's not until next year, so it's not a current concern. Right. Okay, uh,
0: news is done. We'll move into an in-depth review of our favorite show pretty much every week, and that is this past Wednesday's AEW Dynamite. All right, tell me about what I would classify as a fairly eventful episode of Dynamite. right? better or worse. Yeah, better in some areas and worse
1: in others. But yeah. yeah, for sure um so this is grand slam the arthur Ashe show yeah it doesn't look much like a stadium to me I, I get, it looks a little bigger
0: but it's because it's a tennis stadium right so tennis i know as being non-sports dude like you're gonna have football stadium biggest right then like wembley baseball kind of stuff is big but
1: next like san antonio or phoenix
0: tennis they don't ram a ton of people in so it's technically a stadium but it's not going to be like a football stadium so no, it, it is not. Huge. Like you're not gonna have like three or four levels of.
1: Doesn't look like Wembley. No, it looks. I like it though. I like the look. It's of good, it. It's good. Yeah. Um, I like their stage though. It was different because now with the new era of using all screens, no tunnels, mm-hmm. uh, looks different. The top entrance, the Titan, the top Titantron piece, reminded me of like because the way it like kind of curved inward like that. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of the raw stage from 2016, 2019. <laughs> that is such a specific reference. Uh, just. Uh, shorter and taller. Right. But are you googling Raw it? stage what? 20? 2016, 2019. Like, just go like... You keep talking. Or about like like the I post-draft like. one when they started using the LED screens more. Um, I like the mini set setup too. They had like a small screen in the middle with like light bars around it and some other LEDs on the sides. And then they had the LED ramp up to the ring, which I, ne- I like because... You I do liked, like that. I like using the ramp like that because it just it creates another dynamic. Although apparently it is a hazard it is a hazard i mean we may never see it again did you find it no well i mean i found images but i don't know if it's the right stuff but i mean wait is it like you can look later okay well it's like there should be like that piece and it like curves the top trons are kind of curved yes and
0: then... is it that i do see one like that
1: yeah that's you know, probably it. myriad images here it's just it's trick because they changed the tron colors a lot they used it for the the ple's too so that that one's a mm-hmm. little more similar because they used a different piece when it was anywho <laughs> um, opening match is Edward Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli, uh, for the New Japan Strong Openweight and ROH World Titles. In a title title versus for title. title. Title for title, baby. Crazy. No unification, so. I feel like we're used to unifications, because I don't remember the last double title match I've seen that wasn't a unification. The last thing I can remember is Usos and RK-Bro unifying the tag titles. Yep. I don't remember anything else. Me either. We d- that doesn't happen a lot, but um, oh wait no, the last unifications we saw would have been uh, the NXT unifications. Yes, uh, with the uh, UK, I forgot about that. I for- NXT UK was only like that was a blip on the radar for us. That was we like watched a- it a bit, reviewed yeah. it a bit, and it was actually getting decent. It was. We liked some of it. Yeah, yeah. That was like a year ago. Maybe I think it's over a year ago now, but like close to a year ago when the worlds collide was. Mm-hmm. Which that's crazy because it just feels like NXT UK is so far in the rear view yep. mirror. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, some noodles from this one. There was a strike exchange early on. Uh, Kingston slapped Claudio, then hit a German suplex. Claudio lifted Eddie over the ropes, and he hit him with a back suplex on the ramp, which looked pretty cool. Yeah, Eddie's head looked like it bounced off the ramp on that one. He did not get concussed. Though. He did not well. It did, I don't think so. Later. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Claudio missed the diving headbutt, then came back on the uppercut for two. Uh, Claudio hit a TKO for two, uh, looking to get hired by the other side mm-hmm. uh, Kingston connected with an enziguri then he followed with an exploder and a side of suplex for two which was pretty nice uh, Claudio absorbed machine gun chops from Eddie then he absorbed more chops and then Kingston caught him with a jab there's a hefty strike exchange Claudio absorbed a chop uh, then baits Eddie into going for another so he caught his arm then he headbutted and clotheslined Eddie for two which I thought that was really cool it was um, Eddie counted a Ricola bomb and a hurricane for two then Claudio counted the pin back for a two count then he came up with a running uppercut for two uh Claudio hit a Rocola bomb for a nice near fall. Uh the near fall I really liked was Eddie hit two of his hurricane's the spinning backfist. Spinning fist. Back fist, yes. Uh and then a half and half suplex and another hurricane. And then a northern lights bomb f- and all that got a near fall, yep. which was pretty it crazy was to me. Good flurry for sure. Um and then Eddie ended ended up picking the win with a hurricane and a falling power bomb. Yeah, I uh thought which I feel like is because I know you said this was kind of Japanese feeling. I feel like winning just randomly with like a powerbomb like that also feels yep. Japanese. Had a Japanese
0: feel for sure. Really physical match.
1: I thought it was pretty great. And the
0: crowd was really into it. I thought they added to it as well. And the crowd, like Eddie is super, super beloved, right? So why not capitalize, give him a couple belts? I don't think Claudio's doing much for the belt, to be honest with you. He's been kind of lukewarm for me. And he had a nice, powerful, dominant heel and a beloved, resilient baby face. So that's a really good dynamic. The crowd is super behind Eddie, and they I think they really delivered. I thought this was an yeah. awesome opener and a really nice moment for Eddie, right? Clearly meant a lot to him in the celebration in the aftermath and thanking the crowd and stuff. So a big moment for him, and the crowd loved it. I thought mm-hmm. it was an awesome opener.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really nice opener. I, lo- I liked it a lot. Uh, with Eddie being a hometown guy, I think it really helped uh, get the crowd into proceedings right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was a really good payoff to this feud. I felt like, it felt like a grudge match. It did, and they um, shook hands at the end, right? Yeah, uh, Eddie got that respect. Uh, it was a little Japanese-like with all the strike exchanges and whatnot, but I think overall it was really great. Um, I thought some of the near falls were uh, really well done, even though I knew Eddie was winning. I thought the near falls were still cool. I thought Eddie kicking out the Ricola bomb was um, surprising. That was cool for him. And um, also, I thought it was really surprising Claudio kicking out that absolute bombardment. Yeah. I felt like a super flurry that would, like, yeah. it's like at the end of the long match, you throw a bunch of crap at him, and then you get the win. But uh, that was a nice near fall, because I didn't think Claudio would kick out of that. Uh, and good Friday for getting the win, though. Um, happy for him. That's well-earned. Mm-hmm. I just saw him post about um, he's taking a pause from Independence, uh, because he's got he's two belts, New Japan and ROH and whatever. So um, that's Makes cool. Makes sense. That's yeah. Cool happy that. for him. Yeah. Um. Next, we get uh Roddy in the hospital, lying on a bed. He's got his neck brace on and his eyes are closed. Um, Bennett talks to the camera, saying he wanted the camera here to thank everyone for the support. Taven reads Roddy a card from Olga. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Cole comes in to check on Roddy. Roddy is shouting, "Adam, where are you?" And then Cole tells him to open his eyes. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, Kingdoms say it's convenient. Cole shows up when they leave and they say they have to go to Grand Slam because they got a match on Rampage. Um, Cole says he's glad Roddy's doing okay, but he has to go because MJF has his big title match. Uh, Cole goes to leave, but he hesitates. And Roddy slowly raises his bed a little <laughs> and says, just freaking go. Then he slowly lowers the And it's bed. all like creaking and stuff. It made me laugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is funny to me still something about roddy's delivery and just everything is funny I, it's kind of strange that cole would if you're imagining this is real cole would show up for literally a three second visit at the hospital and be like hey how's it going okay i gotta go but yeah this is funny roddy's um this is like peak roddy character work because yeah. there's not a lot to compare it to frankly
1: yeah, yeah this is really cool uh, roddy continues to entertain um, I thought the part where he opened his eyes was really funny. Yeah. Well, Adam, where are you? Open your eyes, Roddy. Because <laughs> he's standing <laughs> he's right like, there. like, oh, you're here. <laughs> um, Kingdom are fine. They add little, but they're there. Uh, but they're and... just always sarcastic, right? So it's like nothing they do, I ever... Well, they're always sarcastic towards Cole. Like, they can't... I don't think they're like... I know they're heels, so I guess, but like... I don't, I don't know. I don't. No matter what they do, they sound the same. Yeah, Roddy is amusing again. Cole played his part well. This is all solid. Yep. Um... Next to a Christian Luchasaurus interview. Christian says to walk past Sting and Darby on Rampage, and he's bored of Darby, but Darby won't move on until he gets another shot at the title, or his title, their title. Yeah, he keeps doing that. Um, So Christian challenges him to take a shot at the title against him in Luchasaurus in a three-way. And, which he, re- is Barred from and he calls it a handicap at one point, doesn't he, too? Yeah. I think he refer and then corrects himself. Yeah. Because it's very distinctly a three-way. Yes yeah um which so i saw, saw a promo from christian um i like the concept of this three-way because we all know this is him weaseling his way to get himself legitimately to be like the stealing champion. the
0: pinfall from luchasaurus probably yeah i can see happening this
1: can, you can start building that turn if that's what you want to do
0: yeah i thought it wasn't christian like insulting anyone's parents but it's still a little bit more subdued but good and yeah it seems like that's what we're ramping up to is for him to screw over his own. I think henchmen. it'd
1: be interesting if Darby won and then Christian could maybe get pissed at Luchasaurus for losing his title. Yeah. And I mean his as in Christian's title, you know, see,
0: I want Christian to win it and Luchasaurus to I be think fine with it for a
1: while until somebody I think starts Christian winning it is the better route and the more logical route, but I could see Darby also stealing it. And then yeah. I would, I would also be okay with Darby getting it. Cause the Haas title bores me.
0: I don't think we need to go to the Luchasaurus, um, figures out what Christian's all about, yet I want it to go longer yeah. before that happens. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, because they're actually good at slow burns. Crazy, yeah. right? Right. Uh, next we get Sammy Guevara versus Chris Jericho. Ooh.
0: Yeah, my first note, live entrance music so rarely sounds good, and that was the case here,
1: yeah, in my um, opinion. Guevara got a live one here. Didn't think it's it sounded like, great. Okay, and you're right, so the whole lyrics being yeah, played so underneath. Yeah, because the way not... they do it is, he, he's the guy who does his song, I think it's Montese or something. The guy who raps Guevara's theme, he did it live, obviously, but they still play the bass theme under it with the lyrics and everything, so you can hear the disconnect between the live right. vocals and the pre-recorded vocals. Right. So, like, they need to figure out, just play an instrumental and have him rap over And I think that would honestly help fix it a lot, because I think the rap here was, it was fine at best, but I think it was made to look worse. Because the lyrics are still there, so you can just hear how much better it sounds pre-recorded. You know what I mean? Like live, it you want it live. You know? And also, so in audio gear,
0: sometimes right there's I'm I'm like I have headphones on because I'm monitoring live. Like I can hear you talking, I can yeah. hear me talking, and some devices that aren't designed properly, there's a lag. So I would hear us just slightly after, and it's so irritating, and it's almost that. That's basically too, right? what that is. Yeah. So
1: it's not. It does not sound professional I noticed or a good. similar thing with swerves at all in, yes. but I thought that was a little better. And also because I like that theme better. Yeah. But yeah, um, not my favorite choice. Guevara also came in a light-up vest, though, that I thought was kind of cool. Course. And his gear is also paying homage uh, to Jericho's from Mania 19 against Shawn Michaels, Oh, which is also a foreshadow. Because, oh yeah, you're right. Jericho did the exact same thing true, true. to Michaels. That's right. Um, so we got a butterfly backbreak from Jericho. Um, Guevara hit the spaceman of the Fosbury flop looking thing to the outside. Jericho had a suplex on the apron that was very nice. Guevara came with a code breaker for two, which I thought he actually hit pretty good. Actually, nailed it. Um, huge moves out to the outside from Guevara. Didn't get all of it. Uh, glancing, no. glancing blow didn't get all of it. Remember, you were you wrote yeah, down that's because uh, got... so Jericho was going for the springboard draw kick that he usually does when someone's on the apron. Yeah, and Guevara was meant to catch him like maybe a super kick or something. He did not. But it just it didn't connect from any me- measure. So from Excalibur and I don't know if it was Yeah, it's probably. Some, you
0: got like yeah, you got the the beloved the standard. Comments. Glancing didn't blow it didn't get, all of, get
1: all of it. I literally wrote both of those because that's what they said. Yep. Uh, Avalanche cutter from Guevara for two. Um, the finish came when Guevara hit a GTH to the moment for a shooting star, but caught got caught with a code breaker, and Jericho picked up the win. I don't think the code breaker was perfect, but like given how finish, tricky so. that is, I really. Liked I thought it looked it, yeah. cool anyway. I don't think it was like perfect, but I also think Agreed. that's realistic. So I I'm, right. I'm totally fine with it that. It would be hard to hit that. Be, it would be hard to nail. Yeah. but I think he got, he got enough of me it. Me too. Uh, thought the exact yeah, same. Yeah, and then there's a post-match hug. Then I wrote: Sammy kicks the Ayatollah in the rock and rollers. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, to quote Excalibur, the biggest rat in New York City comes out. Yeah. <laughs> that being Don Callis. <laughs> yeah. Which, that made me chuckle.
0: And I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I thought the match was good, but if the story had connected with me, it would. Pro- I would like it yeah, a lot more. Yeah, right? that was the disconnect, obviously. So I just kind of haven't cared about the story, as you know, if you're a listener of this program. I wasn't intrigued by who would turn on who, or if they could work together, or whatever, or just. Um, I did like that each guy had a counter for kind of like the signature offense of the other, since they do know each other so well from being in factions for years Even or whatever together. they didn't together. get all of it, right. Thought it was a good TV match, really cool finishing counter. I like the finish, and it kind of like, especially because that's like, the KG veteran who's lost a step catches the risk taking guy right with. Yeah, trying I to think do... that's a
1: solid way to give Jericho. Me win.
0: too. Um, and so Sammy
1: turns heel again, um, after a brief like babyface period. Like, I don't know. I don't really care because the. His dynamics have been wishy washy this year, but has. this I do like this just because I think him with Callus is cool. Agree. And it's a clear,
0: like, a very simple way of going. He is heel now, right? And I don't think there's much chance that he flip flops with Callus because Callus is not a babyface. Yeah, face, it, so.
1: it'll get him heat fast, too. I think
0: it's a nice addition to the stable. Agreed. I'm on forward with it. That's the kind of thing that I'm okay with. Especially because they're telling us that it this is, or they're showing us, whatever, that this is basically. Callus is focused on two things right now. Tormenting Kenny Omega and tormenting Chris Jericho, right? And now and he's kind of
1: got tools to do he's both. He's finding ways to go back and forth and do that, and I kind of enjoy it. And he's picked two guys that are perfect for both because right. he's got um, Takeshita uh, for got uh, Omega. for your main And then your main eventer. And then Sammy Kavara for Jericho. What am I doing? Yeah, so I, I like that that seems to be his obsession is just, torturing those two guys yeah i like that um i i thought this was pretty good um the action general was pretty good but nothing spectacular i thought the, up until the finish everything was solid and i thought the finish was really cool it was executed pretty well uh post match was a nice callback to jericho's past i enjoyed that aspect of it and i find Guevara join Kalos after all to be interesting um a guy wouldn't mind in the Kalos family if it's well i think to is still the golden goose though and i will remind everyone of that every time just to make sure
0: and i think as a side note, you and I every time get nervous when Jericho does the lion's halt, and this time he did you it went like the from, long way.
1: Yeah, because Guevara's like not in the middle ring; he's very he's closer to one side closer of the than The hard so camera, I think. Closer to the hard cam, and Jericho goes the other way. And I was like, man, because we've watched him almost botch it badly. So yeah. I get nervous every
0: time, but he still pulls
1: it a little out bit, somehow. Yeah. Uh, MJF and Cole arrived to the arena. Um, MJF basically just got a promo saying he's going to choke Joe out in front of his people. And the last thing he's here, he'll hear is MJF. Uh, Cole answers his phone. Uh, and it was Roddy calling him. And then Cole said, you're not going to die, dude. <laughs> uh, cause Roddy's, Roddy's being dramatic. Drama queen, and then MJF said to the camera, your ass is mine, Joe. Yeah. A good intense promo from the yep. champ. Uh, solid promo from MJF customary as usual. Uh, and, uh, Roddy was funny, and it's yeah, not it's, being there. And it's
0: furthering that story of Cole's kind of being stretched between Roddy and MJF and what's he going to do sort mm-hmm. of thing.
1: So it was good. Cool. Uh, next, we get a quick Kalis and Guevara interview. Um, Calus cuts off Dasha and says, I'll explain on Rampage. Um, as they leave, Garcia gets in Guevara's face and Guevara asks if he has got something to say. But Chaos backs him away, sending Garcia's money. So yeah. I like Calus keeping that opportunity yes. open. Um, this is just a little bit here. It's interesting to see Garcia in the mix here. But they better not have him help Jericho fight Kalos and the boys, just because he just left Jazz, so it doesn't make sense that he would want to help Jericho now. I mean, I know he still like probably has some connection to Jericho, but he seemed very adamant about leaving, so I don't know. It just doesn't seem. I don't know, it's just weird if he would help him. Uh, and I'd still be down to have him join Kalos and Takesha, as long as him and Guevara are the only members of Jazz <laughs> that go with Kalos, because I don't need any more. Strangely enough, I'm more interested
0: in the issues between Garcia and and Guevara than I was Jericho. And yeah. I don't know why. There's something between those two that I find interesting. And, like, just, like, similar age, similar size, but really different styles, too, right? And attitudes and things, in theory. Because mm-hmm. you'd have, like, the flashy, flamboyant Sammy and then, like, the serious, like, technical guy. I could
1: see uh, Garcia interfering at Wrestle Dream and maybe turning on Jericho. And yeah. And joining Cal's That'd family. That'd be cool. I would like that. I th- Garcia has a potential to be really interesting, and they've come close to that. A few times. So I'm. I think they dropped the ball with not having him leave Jazz last year. Though. For Blackpool, man. That yeah, because been... remember he turned on Danielson yes. in Toronto? Would have we made were there. a lot of sense. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. I was there too. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I didn't no, so remember me. seeing you there. I don't remember anything from that <laughs> other than just now. Uh, next, we get John Moxley defending the international championship, which has been leveled up this year, many moons ago. Right. Uh, against Ray Phoenix. True. In a match based around safety and keeping each other safe and getting the finish properly. <laughs> okay. Um. So Phoenix met Mox on the ramp and they brawled. Uh, running Toby totally from the ramp, from Phoenix to the floor. Um, I think this is where things started. I think it maybe was a star, but I don't think it... Because he mocks. got his head pinned between Phoenix's body and the mat on I do think it died. looked a little rough. However, I think he kind of recovered fine. I don't think that was the point of contention. But I, I, do, I, think, th- I do see I what I you're saying. I don't think it is either because you can see the point of contention twice, frankly, which is a little upsetting. Because, But, um, but yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a curb sound from Mox. Uh, Phoenix did not get concussed. Nope. Uh, draping butterfly DDT from Mox on the outside. Phoenix did not get concussed. Uh, roll through cutter from Phoenix for two. Um, uh, with Mox draped over the barricade, Phoenix did like a dying leg drop from the top. It was, that looked a little, that, it looked pretty violent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Phoenix hits his driver. I forget what they call it. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what concussed Mox. He just, you could see he definitely his hit, hit his mat. head on the mat pretty decently. Yeah. And then Phoenix is, and black then black so fire he, driver. So, oh, black fire driver. Thank you. No problem. Uh um, call me Excalibur. No, no, just that's, that's, it's just. Disgrace. That's just disgraceful. And uh, then so Phoenix covered him, and Mox does not kick out, but the ref stops counting. Does not kick it's out, like, out at all. Oh, Moxley the Twitch. Commentary is trying to save it. They are right? struggling. And yeah. then so Mox is clearly out of it, and Phoenix is just like, "Okay, I'll do it again. Let and me then... do the same thing and drop you on your." And it t- he definitely like at least he tapped the mat.
0: Even the sec... yes, even the second one. I his don't head care. Touched if, the like, mat. He
1: tapped the mat at least, which it, it's not good to do right out. You know what I mean? No. Like, I don't understand that choice. So yeah, uh, Phoenix picks up the surprise win. Definitely not um, the script. Well, I should no. say nothing's definite in wrestling. But. No offense to Phoenix, and I was telling you this when we were watching. But I just I don't feel him as changed And I know it's not planned, but just taking it as it is, as it's happened, it's done. Right, can't reverse it. Yep. Uh, oh, we could have an interim title again. Oh, I we mean, know. My stupid, no to more back the real international champion yeah exactly <laughs> but um i'm just not feeling phoenix as a champion like i love phoenix in the ring but i think i like penta i would, would be super interested in as a singles champion because penta's super cool you could do penta dark or just penta in general he's really cool i feel like Phoenix is super exciting in the ring, but Penta is the well-rounded one of the two, mm-hmm. right? Because he can do character work, and he's really cool in the ring. Yep. So, I think out of the two, I'd really like that. Um, And also, Penta, one of the altered members of Death Triangle, will have held the title. Um, True. I feel like Phoenix should be transitional, and I that probably sucks for him, but I think he got an accidental title run out of this, so... I guess it'll depend, right? When's Mox cleared to wrestle again? Yeah. And if Mox is out for a little bit, I say, and I told you this, but... I say you give it back to Cassidy. Mm -hmm. Just he deserves another run. I don't care even if it's like a couple months. I would love to see just a bit more Cassidy. I think he deserves to be the guy to pick up the pieces in this scenario. Yes, Mox is always the guy to pick up the pieces. Every time Punk dropped the ball, he was there, or like he was there when Punk got injured the first time. When after brawl out, Mox was there. Like I think now that Mox is the one in peril, not by his own doing like Punk. Yeah, but. Uh, That I think Cassidy would be great to pick up the pieces here. Remember, my booking was
0: you, they should have had Mox just roll up Phoenix and retain.
1: Like uh, Austin and Owen Hart at SummerSlam
0: 97. Have to relinquish. You hold a tournament for the vacated title. Orange Cassidy wins. You can start telling the story of him getting beat up through the tournament. Moxley comes back pissed off and beat, like they have him basically beat everybody that was even in the tournament, like, because they never go more than eight people or whatever, right? Have him take out a whole bunch of people on his way to Orange Cassidy again.
1: Yeah, I I like that idea. But that would have been cool. That's not what happened. They switched the. They title. called an audible. I figured this is probably the easier thing to call. Yeah. Um, Moxley apparently at least walked out on his own feet. Yeah.
0: Thankfully, it would have been nice if if you were going to make this decision to call the audible. First of all, the ref counts the pinfall, and then we don't have the second driver on a guy who's. Concussed. Or like
1: Phoenix, just do like a shooting star or some roll dive. him up
0: inside cradle. I, I don't anything. know, not anything dropping the man on his head when with he the just exact got same move. Right. Um. Yeah, this was pretty good, but the match I,
1: was good, but it was hard because I couldn't get into it. I can't even say if it's good or not really, just because it's hard to get into knowing what already happens because I don't get spoiled generally but i was spoiled on this so i found myself just sitting and there waiting i don't for think it the spoilers generally ruin matches most of the time like i knew no. it was winning but i still think the opener was really great and yep. like the near falls work but this is one of those things where because it's an injury the spoiler ruins the match or me. when you know one
0: specific thing happens and you're just waiting for that i was waiting for the driver or right? spot or yeah. whatever
1: yeah um some cool spots i thought but i feel like this one never really got to get going thankfully they got like a solid amount of time before the the incident yeah happened. They did but I feel like this was a little slow in general. Like it never really got up to pace. I feel like, um, salt action, but I just didn't watch in the right frame of mind. Mox only took a few hits here. Hopefully he's okay soon. I'm really hoping it's not an Adam Cole incident where he's gone for like a year because of a concussion. Right. Uh, especially, uh, for AEW because Mox is like their rock. So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully he's okay. Cause he's a huge deal for them. Yep. Uh, it's, um,
0: an unfortunate thing and hopefully gets back quickly and we'll see because yeah. now we see how they plan on the fly
1: right what they're going to do with this division mm-hmm. now at least it didn't have them finish in a whole match like matt hardy did that one time. yeah that was brutal yeah. but
0: yeah they got like pretty much all the match in and i'm pretty sure it was a good match but again i was distracted and the ref not counting the three was just looked crazy and commentary had no way to to, to yeah. explain that to yeah just so kind it was of strange. unfortunate Weird.
1: um then we got a quick joe Pone just Bit, he was just angry, saying he's going to take the title and whatever. Didn't get a lot from it, but I thought it was a solid promo, nice energy here. Yep, pretty typical stuff. But intense Samoa Joe promo, good.
0: love him. I know he's not going to win, and not just because I saw
1: spoilers, because I didn't. But he's just not. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's still believable when he says stuff, yeah. right? Uh, next we got a hype package for a rampage match. It's a four way tag with the winners getting an ROH tag title match. At wrestle Dream and I'm a Melvin. <laughs> you are a Melvin. I don't get why their thing is we're the OGK, but you can call us the Kingdom. Oh, that so sounds stupid to me. You
0: want my note on this? Mm. Tag teams say things about a match on another show, I think. That was my, that was my professional detail. Half the time. match is the Kingdom and the Hardys. Are uh, we watching this? <laughs> no. I'm here
1: to put in the work, people, okay? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Tag I, teams I say I didn't things. even write an opinion on this. Me so either. That's all I wrote. I mean, but I didn't write anything, nice. so you win. I win. Um, On Rampage, the only thing I kind of want to watch, maybe, I probably won't, just because... It's, not, it's more of a slight interest, but uh, Mobile Embassy and then the Hung Box, which sounds kind of cool. Yeah, that would be fun. It sounds appealing to me. Also, just because I saw Nana Dances, and I live for the Nana Dance. Who doesn't? It's becoming a thing for it sure. It is. You oh, wanna, it is. You want to talk about Storm's shoe thing? Nana's getting over Well, man. and
0: it's partly the dancing, and it's partly the contrast to swerve looking like such a badass i saw like this guy's a, guy meme a where cartoon it's like, beside him
1: yeah it's like your friend all pissed and your then your one friend does something stupid to try to cheer you up yeah and it's literally that like and it's like because your friend's a badass you can act as crazy as you want oh, and I nobody love can say anything I love, about it I, he's such an integral part of swerve's yep. entrance now it's great oh it's perfect it's it's like when Sami Zayn did his ridiculous dancing but honestly i like this better. and that swerve doesn't even acknowledge it or look at it he's just <laughs> in his own and <laughs> they're both not not as in his own. Yep. too yeah Uh, next we get to something I don't like nearly as much as Prince Nana, which is Soraya versus Tony Storm for the Women's Championship. Yep. The first thing I wrote was, and I quote, I don't care whatsoever. And who, you brought it up in the moment, what's the heel face dynamic here? Like, so yeah, the first thing I wrote was, Soraya's pie-facing Storm, and she's like saying heelish things, then Storm's making like a weird face, and like, so who's the baby face? Because... I feel like after the um, London, they were trying to paint Soraya as a babyface. Because I think the Tony Storm gimmick is very much not a babyface gimmick. I'm not sure. Because it's a self absorbed, like, m- movie star kind of gimmick. It's not a babyface gimmick. But is it being played for comedy? I don't think so. Because it's, it's not very Shouldn't funny. Shouldn't we know by now? <laughs> I, well, we, a, right? A, we don't know. Right. B, I don't think so. Okay. Right? And then. Now, then Soraya's promo, what was it, last week? Remember, it was like the Baker feud. It was, she was kind of... She was... I think she was a face. Again, she I don't... She was
0: definitely not full heel. I like don't know if be. she
1: ever was. But then she cut a heel promo. So I'm yeah. like, she's a face, but she's cutting a heel promo. And now... And then Storm's kind of heel. Like, her character, it definitely seems heel, right? And it's like... And both of them cheat. I think it's heel. Then, yeah. And but then, Storm cheats in retaliation, Yeah, so Storm's character's like this weird heel thing, and... She's I think? self-obsessed and whatever. That's heel. Come on. It's like and she throws shoes, but that's getting over as comedy, which is I doesn't that doesn't make her face. Except it's just mind like, bending. It's mind bending. And then Soraya still like outcasty with Ruby Soho. And, she's and you're forcing me to think about Soraya, which makes me angry. And I shouldn't invest. Soraya cheating in that. and storm cheating. I don't It's a mess. Um, like, Storm hits Soraya with a shoe for two. Babyface? uh uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Um, Storm exposes a turnbuckle. Babyface? uh uh-huh. right. To gets set us- up the hip attack. G- gets us on someone who had an, a career-ending neck injury right. before. So babyface. let's remember that. Um, and she did that. Tried to do it at all-in, two. She gets a spray paint can because she's a babyface. Yep. And then Soho takes away because she's a babyface. And she distracts the ref because she's a babyface. And <laughs> Saraya spray Storm and hits the rampage for two because she's a babyface somebody is um, I, this is Ruby uh, Soho this, maybe the, <laughs> I don't know and the, 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 the ref is the baby the face. crazy
0: thing is these are the only three women they've been telling any stories about for months and we still don't know what's going on <laughs> I have no idea what's they going get on. like then, 90% they, of the energy this is at this, which
1: point I got fed up and wrote in brackets all caps who is the face? I don't know. I don't understand. Storm kisses Seraya cuz baby face love, I guess. No, assault. Heal. <laughs> no consent. Exact. Consent <laughs> you need consent. Um she hits a storm zero after that for two. Uh Saraya avoids a hip attack so she, her neck doesn't get destroyed against an exposed turnbuckle uh, cause neck of granite. <laughs> cuz Storm's a baby face and the baby face Saraya hits a rampage for the win. Okay. There was some decent action in this, but yes,
0: we're kind of obviously lampooning this a little bit in the situation. There was some <laughs> okay action. I don't like them, but again, I'm just not. You've been trying to WWE-style ram this group specifically down my throat for some reason, and I'm still not the whole interested. year basically. And it's not that I think Tony Storm's totally fine in the ring, Soraya, whatever. So this is okay, but I
1: don't. know. There's a lot going on, and I just don't really care. I guess. Yeah, this was boring. Mediocre match at best from an action standpoint. Some of it was solid, but most of it didn't care. It uh, didn't help that I had no interest in it whatsoever. I couldn't give a crap about what the outcasts get up to. Now, I don't care if they have issues. I don't care if they're teaming. I don't care if Storm has changed. Don't care about them fighting or teaming. Don't care about Threa. Don't care at all. And this match suffers as a result. The heel face lines were completely blurred as well, with neither of them acting like a baby face at all. and making this even harder to be invested in. There's zero heat whatsoever and zero intrigue. Uh, they've been trying to ram this down. Our throats for the whole year, yep. And I just don't care. I'm honestly starting to leaning towards not liking the Storm character, just because this whole storyline's a mess, and it's affecting whatever possible potential that character has. Especially because I think it's a heel thing, but then now facing kind of very heel soraya as well getting bullied is by the other team because yeah if like let's say storm is doing this self-obsessed hollywood star thing and that's fine if she does it against willow who's like this over right like that would work for me and yes. that might help get the gimmick over for me but since they're putting in this weird heel heel thing with soraya who i also don't like let's not forget it does it makes me like storm's character less so i'm not going to make a concrete opinion quite yet because i I'll give them a little... Leaning towards not. I'll give them a bit more time just to give it a chance, but I'm definitely leaning towards not liking it because this is just not good. Um, I'm hoping hoping, uh, Soraya drops the title soon because this is a waste of my time. It feels like they're like a micro company
0: and they only have three women on the roster and they're like, how can we... Okay, now what story are we going to tell with these three? And okay, now what's... and Like you have other people you can use. You yeah. don't have to, if you want to change Tony Storm's character, why does she still have to be in the orbit with these people? You're right, have her go somewhere else. But anyways,
1: right? talked a lot about them. Yeah, we got a quick MJF Joe package, and then we go to our good. main event, which is MJF and Samoan Joseph uh, for the EW World Championship. And uh, Max had like a little... Baseball gear. Uh, yeah, gear. and he had the that little pat video thing at the beginning that was the homage to the Bret Hart thing. Oh, yeah. That's right. Where he yeah.
0: gave away his scarf to a kid and told so me was adopted. It's a parody of a parody because that original one was a parody of a Coca Cola commercial with Mean Joe Green mm-hmm. in the seventies. I think before I was born, but I was aware Brett, of it. Brett would have been because it was part of the Zeitgeist, or as they say, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Hart was a parody of that in the nineties, and this was a parody of that. Yeah, because I, I don't think Brett,
1: I don't think Brett called anyone adopted. No,
0: no that and yeah. So sorry, there was that right, which I'll comes up again how like you see the little bits of heel mjf bubbling up like it's just beneath the surface right you know it's there and then yeah you get i noticed that in the which match I like. as well yes it's i all, like that I'll Talk about yep. yeah
1: um so joe caught mjf with that corner iranagi which i finally learned how to spell properly mm-hmm. which i feel like i should have known by now i never like, put the e on the end properly there's, there's i used to do two e's and it's like i went with an i that was just, my instinct that's that you're an English teacher. That's stupid. That's true. That's just my dumb. best guess. I'm oh my a god, Japanese um, teacher. I don't know why I would mention this now, but I just thought of it. Um, so you know, uh, caretaker's kid, that yeah, that's uh, theirs. His the way he spells his name is so weird. How do you spell like, it? I think it's Z A K K R E Y or something like it's Zach Zachary. Nice. <laughs> nice. And with two K's, it like reminded jacked. me. Of, it reminded me of a uh, Braun. Breaker. <laughs> it's very wrestling. It reminded me yeah. of Braun Breaker. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I'm just like, what? So that it sounds common, but you can trademark the spelling. That's the key. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, MJF escaped the muscle buster, counting in a sense of flip for two. Uh, and Then he had a super kick. Uh, MJF hit a few lariats to Joe that don't take him down. MJF runs the ropes, gets clobbered by Joe with a lariat uh, for two count. Uh, crowd count punches and a head bite from MJF. Then later on, he hits a kangaroo kick. Uh, DVD on the apron from Joe. That looked pretty it awesome. It looked really good. Uh, Joe propped a table against the barricade, then hit another Urinagi to MJF through the table. Was the Death Valley driver where I loved the way MJF fell off? Yeah. The, it looked like he was just dead weight falling yeah. off the apron. Yeah, it looked good. And then he actually put him through the table after setting it up himself. That was crazy. That never... The heel set up a table, and then the heel immediately, immediately used yeah. the table. That's... that's that was... That's what a swerve, brother. That's just... That's crazy. Um... Joe hit a pile driver on the exposed concrete floor. I like how when MJ took you in, like, plank board stiff. That's a little risky after just having mocked. You know what I mean? Like It did look pretty safe, though, Yeah, actually, it was it to was. their credit. Yep. Uh, if only they had learned this an hour before. Right. Um, we got a strike exchange for a bit. Uh, Joe tried to lock in the kikina clutch, but MJ pulled the ref in. And mule kick low blows Joe. There's a bit there. Yep. Uh, he tried to use the ring, but he got caught. Then Joe hit a low blow and a muscle buster for a near fall. Uh, Joe's has MJF in a sleeper. Cole comes down, injures his leg, and hypes MJF back up. Um, Then the finish comes in. So the ref kind of like, he docked out of the ring to avoid being sandwiched. Yes. Which is interesting. Then MJF used a cable to choke Joe. Then he hit it under a sleeper hold and made Joe pass out like he said he would for the win. And then they shook hands post-match. Yeah, so he cheated the cheater. Mm-hmm. So He did choke him down, though. When you first
0: said he avoided a muscle buster, it made me think, did they abandon like a neck story?
1: No. Weren't they starting to tell one of
0: those with MJF?
1: Yeah, they kind of went with it here. There was, like, the pile driver on the outside. There's... I guess, yeah. I just don't remember commentary drawing much attention no, to it. No, but MJF it. was selling them whatever. They yeah. they had it there. They had it
0: there. Uh, really good main event. Got I thought, just a nice amount of time. Um, Joe, this is repeating it, but he always looks vicious, right? And he throws all kinds of stuff at MJF. I just love his offense in general. And then, the, yeah, we talked about the heel stuff just beneath the surface, right? He contemplates using his ring he does actually he tried to use the ring he does cheat at the end so now we know that that heel mjf is there there's just this veneer of fake of it's fake always there MJF. yeah um and i thought that like mjf's had some really good title defenses in this run right i thought this was another really good one uh a, a good tv main event the show was like bookended i thought by two really good matches so i, I like this
1: yeah um i thought it was a really strong main event an enjoyable one for sure um MJF's neck was a nice in-ring story throughout the match. Gave Joe target to make him look like a killer. Table spot and concrete spot were really cool. Uh, apron spot as well. Actually, uh, finish was, was well done. I thought I like MJF cheating even as face, Maybe a tease of those tendencies coming back or a reminder that he'll never completely change, and that um, it's still around. And uh, maybe that'll become more and more prominent as he tries to hide it away. Right. Uh, could you could definitely see Cole limping a little. Um, hope he is okay as well.
0: Yeah, he um. It looked like it was really sore when he first did it, but then he seemed to be moving around okay, but you said he was on crutches to leave, which could just be like a precaution, right, before you're yeah, you're getting hopefully. anything down or anything done. But yeah, um, so overall thoughts on this show, I thought two really good matches in the opener and the main event. I thought Mox-Phoenix was a good match. The, the, obviously, the, the ending kind of hurts it a little bit. Roddy was entertaining in his his segments. The women's match I didn't care for, but it wasn't awful. Jericho, Sammy Guevara was pretty good. I feel like this was um, a very good show. I went B plus, like just below an A level show. Um, I liked quite a bit of it, and nothing really was terrible. B
1: plus, strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strong I thought offering. it was a pretty good show for a special in the the big arena or sorry stadium thingy. Yep. Uh, yeah, book ended really well. The opener was really good. I thought um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, Guevara and Jericho was pretty good. It was. Uh, finish was better, best, if anything. Uh, Moxley-Phoenix was pretty good, but uh, marred by injury. Uh, Whitman's match was mid. And uh, the main event, I thought, was uh, really strong, and I liked that a lot. Uh, Roddy's segment was entertaining. Um Guevara was solid. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of segments. It was mostly the matches. Um, so I think it was pretty good. I would also give it a B+. Um, pretty good show. I yeah, think. I liked it. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, let's shift gears and move into some
0: trivia where Jack will take on some ChatGPT trivia I generated or we generate, I guess, me and ChatGPT together. And that's what we call Off the Top of His Head. All right. So I'm taking you out of your comfort zone uh, in honor of Impact's 1000th episode. Oof. I thought, so I'll, I'll read you the exact prompt I put into chat GPT. Okay. Um, and it took me a few, it evolved slightly because I'm getting better at narrowing it down, right? And putting in the parameters I want. Can you provide a list of 10 impact TNA wrestlers with the most X-Division championship reigns? Include, include the number of title reigns. Please provide, this is my favorite part. Please provide a brief physical description of each person on the list as well as a summary of their wrestling style. So to see what some of these answers will be. Now, I don't think it's fully up to date. I know you know Sabin's number one, so we can knock that off, right? They only have him as having eight. It's currently 10 now, right? Yeah, it's 10. So I think chat like, ChatGPT doesn't go beyond 2021 or something like that. Anyways, uh, it'll still be fun. So at number 10, this person has four reigns. Okay, physical description. They keep using his previous name, so I won't use it there. Maintains a similar appearance to his previous name with a shaved head and muscular physique. Daniels? No. Uh, wrestling style is characterized by strong strikes and submission holds. Angle? No. So th- it's X Division. And he, a f- ha- he had it once. Former WWE wrestler as well. Super famous indie guy. Never really caught on in any cool style. finish was like a top rope senton. Uh, no. Uh, anyways. He... Formerly known as Loki. Oh, who is it? Loki. No, what's Kav-
1: what? What do you know what his name was for these title runs? Oh, is it like Senshi? Senshi, or you got yeah. it. Yeah, um, well, I know he he came back as Loki and Impact. What for was a he bit. in WWE? Caval. Oh, yeah, I could not remember that. I was thinking Loki, but I was like, he's I don't think he was that he muscular. He was awesome, like
0: yeah. Loki. And have you ever heard his voice? He has like the deepest voice you'll ever hear. It was crazy. Um, okay, number nine, four title reigns. Average build, uh, often sports short hair. Famous for innovating, I won't use the name, but an innovative finishing maneuver. Styles? No. A flipping pile driver. Combines technical wrestling with aerial moves. Correct. Pete Williams, four-time champion. Uh, This number eight, also four times. Average build, often wears colorful ring gear. Blends technical wrestling with high-flying maneuvers. Known for moves like the Hindu press. Oh, Dutt. Sanjay Dutt, correct. He was good in the ring, too. This one, if you get it, you're at nerd levels beyond, because I don't think you will. Five times, a, according to ChatGPT, I assume they could get that simple fact, right? He but who knows? skipper? No. Uh, sports a unique hairstyle and colorful ring attire. High energy, high flying style. Incorporating aerial moves and quick strikes. Here's a hint that I've told you. Amazing Anakin. Red. No, that's a very good guess, though. He almost killed Jesse Sorensen. Do you remember who I told you that was? He, like, did a flip. I remember watching it. He did a flip off the apron and his knees cont- and, like, compressed the guy's spine straight down. In NXT, as part of a faction, when you were watching a lot, currently on main roster, we like the the uh-huh. head of his faction. L.W.O. at this point, I think they're called. Oh, DJZ? Yeah, DJ Yeah, DJZ, Z, all, a.k.a. Zima Ion. Hmm. Five times, according to this. I you did, not, did tell me that. I did not remember that. Uh, so then, this person's already come up on the list, but now it's under a different name. He had it four times. Loki, Correct. Uh, the next person, number five, has held it five times. The, this person's appearance can vary depending on the wrestler portraying the character. Often feature- suicide? Correct. Often featuring a full-body suit. Ooh, can and I mask. say suicide here? Oh. So that was um, Daniels at some Daniels point. Daniels at
1: one point. Kaz at one point. Daniels like was Curryman, too. <laughs> Curryman was sweet.
0: Uh, Okay, The number four. This person had the title six times. Average height with a lean muscular physique. Often sports a beard. Versatile wrestler. Excellent in technical and high-flying maneuvers with a focus on innovation. I really like him. He, I think he has some attitude problems isn't at a Airies. lot. Correct. Attitude problems is what got you there? Yeah. Yeah. I figured it might. X-Division champion six times. This is number three on the list. Average height, clean cut hair, and a clean shaven face. Technically proficient wrestler who can adapt to various styles. Known for his precise execution of moves. This is like when students hand in stuff and they're trying to like BS you because they don't know any specific details, right? That's what ChatGPT feels like. Mm-hmm. So... This person is a is in AEW now. We like him. We don't like anyone else in his group. Lethal. Correct. I knew I could get you there. Five-time champion. Now we're getting into the... You got... Styles. Sabin was one. You got him. No. They don't even have styles on the list, which I can't imagine is correct.
1: I gotta see how many... Yeah, go ahead.
0: So this is uh, number two. It had it five times. A burly, imposing figure. Joe? Yeah. How is this next hint? With tribal tattoos on his upper body. No. no. Combines hard hitting strikes, powerful suplexes, and submission. That's fair. In his unique brawler style. That's fair. How does so you're telling me AJ Styles didn't have at least four reigns? That's what chap GPTs wants me to believe. Uh maybe. Was okay. He... he was he elevated to like the main title <clears throat> fast? Is that
1: why? Uh let's so I'm gonna read so um I found a site, uh it's a wrestling fandom. Fact checking. Uh, I'll read this verbatim. So, uh, he he's widely known for his tenure in total non-stop action wrestling from 2002 to t- 2013, where he's dubbed Mr. TNA. He held the NWA World Heavyweight Championship three times, and then TNA World Heavyweight Championships twice. He's also the first extra division Champion, a title he held six times. So, six. Yeah. They didn't put him in there. Mm-hmm. It's like
0: uh, we were talking about PWI 500 not having Naito on the list at all. Yeah, that's crazy. Which Which, he wasn't
1: crazy. injured for a while or something, right?
0: Not our best, yeah, not our best trivia, but I thought it would be fun to see. I was hoping that the physical description and wrestling style would be better, but it's so generic. They're just kind of like Yeah,
1: so be something like so bad it's
0: funny. But I always know I can add hints to get you there. But anyways, let's move back into talking about whatever we watched on this week of wrestling that we liked or didn't like, what we call high spots and rest holds. All right, fella, you're in charge of Monday Night Raw. You got anything for us from there?
1: The only thing I had was the Nia Rampage this week, which I think I told you about. I almost thought I mentioned last week. Refresh my memory. Yeah, uh, she took out Chelsea Green, Piper Niven, Stark, and Baszler. I don't know why so many had to be sacrificed to make her look good. Not only do we know her already, but we already know she's horrible and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Stark took a on, so we should probably check on her. Uh, Basler, of course, was the victim of the modern Marvel wrestling we know as the Bonsai. Of course she was. Modern miracle, that is. Had a chance uh, to... That SummerSlam win was a sham. Had the chance to push Basler, to Not surprisingly, decided not I to. I think they just pushed her into the ground because i had probably crushed her. Yeah.
0: Uh, NXT this week we had Of course the return of Becky Lynch She was in the opening segment I thought it was really good Other than the first few lines of it Becky was like rhyming um, Other NXT women's names I I didn't like the poetry part But then it got pretty interesting She complimented Stratton Said she will give her a rematch And then Stratton comes out And this is one of my pet peeves Why can't Stratton and so many other women Call it the women's championship Like singular yeah, that's kind Irks of... Irks me. She says it like four times. Anyways. Maybe it's the accent? I don't know. Stratton wants the rematch at no mercy. Lynch grants it while saying that Stratton isn't hungry enough. She's entitled. So the result of the rematch will be the same as the original. Stratton says the only... I kind of like this attitude from Stratton, that the only reason Lynch is even there is because her name came out of Stratton's mouth. And otherwise... True. Lynch would be touring old folks' homes looking for the next legend to beat up, which I thought was pretty good. Um lynch is done talking at that point attacks kiana james shows up to hold lynch stratton gets a chair lynch fi- lynch fights off both of them and stands tall to end the segment i thought a really good segment lynch sounds awesome on the mic stratton wasn't quite as good but she did a better job here than she sometimes does live i'd really like the lines about like you're only here because i i, th- I think that spoke your name actually, right because technically it's true it is true so i kind of like that um I think she's better with someone to play off of like Lynch, especially when that person is as good as Becky Lynch is. Right. Um, rather than having to speak alone in the ring to the crowd. So I thought a good start to the show, a random high spot, Noam Dar and metaphor this week are dressed as the matrix. Yeah. That was for weird. no reason, which I just thought was funny. Uh, maybe it's cause it's approaching Halloween or something, but they're just like in costumes. Every I thought week it, right you now. could
1: also interpret it as like, they're watching the simulation right. or something, which is the yeah. tournament
0: or red pill, blue pill, some kind of stuff he made. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did like a b- quick backstage segment with Dom trying to, it almost seems like there's groups now trying to recruit Trick. So Dom is talking to him and basically is like, I know what it's like to well, be. Judgment
1: a- Day has been, they're They're also going after Jay. Right. So they they're
0: here like, I know, he's like, I know what it's like to be in someone's shadow. And that Judge joining Judgment Day is what helped him step out yeah, of the Dom's shadow. Dom's
1: case to Jay was nobody here likes you, nobody likes me either. Right. So sure. I like
0: Dom as this Weasley, Weasley manipulative heel, right? He's um, a very believable scumbag. And it's like, it's it feels like he watches the show. He sees an opportunity to split up Trick and Mellow and to get Trick. So he's trying to get a out of blue chip prospect to Judgment right. Day. I like it. Um, and then later in the show, I'll just lump it in here. Um, Gacy and Ava also tr- kind of make a pitch to Trick since their numbers are depleted, right? So it's like... Yeah. They, they're kind of aware that Mello is distancing himself further from Trick than Trick wanted to, and they're trying to scoop him up. So I like, right. that. I like that idea. And it keeps some attention on Trick, because clearly they're trying to elevate him. A uh, High spot, really good match. No surprise. Butch, Tyler Bate. Uh, excellent match. Tons of action. You had, like, a stalling superplex, I guess, technically the second rope by Tyler Bate that was pretty impressive. Um, And one thing annoyed me. His name's Butch. The match is... Well, that too. The match is <laughs> building... We go to a commercial break. We come back and the crowd is like on fire now, but we don't get picture in picture. So I have no idea what was going on. But like, it's like you fast forward through the commercials and it's a different dynamic happening. It was a bit jarring. Anyways,
1: would the network have uncut? I don't know. Or like, yeah,
0: that would make sense. Right? Yeah. Dunn counters the Tyler driver into a triangle choke. Bait powers out of that into an air airplane spin directly into a brain buster. And what I thought was a really cool sequence. Butch reverses a Tyler driver for a near fall um we get a bitter end that's countered into a ddt that
1: always looks good because pete does the crap out of that every time and
0: then bait actually hits the bitter end uh to butch for two butch gets his knees up on that twisting splash from bait the does that have a spiral tap right uh aj used to do it we get a bitter end for a two count and then a better end which is a bitter end but into a driver instead of a flatliner which was a hot debate in our house i thought it looked cool you did not. i think
1: it looks cool but the pete or sorry the bitter end's I'm not saying the
0: bitter end doesn't look better, but it's like he needed something extra, so he did. I know you were saying do another bitter end. I would just bitter end him to death. So he got the win just... I think it was like less than a minute before the time limit. Yeah, they mentioned something like that, I think. So... Like, there's no chance these two have a bad match. I thought this was fantastic. Pete obvi- done for the win, baby. Not up to their par of their, like, previous pay-per-view matches and tournament championships and stuff, but still a fantastic TV match. I actually recommend people check this one out, which I always love to say about a match.
1: I'm saying Pete Dunne beats Coffee and you have him. And
0: stays and
1: just regresses, to- regresses quote-unquote, to Butch. To that Pete would Dunne. be amazing. He's so good. And, like, because Coffee's a heel, so yeah. why would he beat right? done you know what i mean yeah. and like just give some done something to do and have him yeah go be- revert back to pete dunn i would surprise coffee when i don't feel like i would have put it done against like fraser but i guess yeah because dunn's heel right so done uh, yeah butch sorry he's face right now yeah brawling brutes or Babyface. faces oh i didn't even know that's why like i'm saying he probably has to win against coffee because yeah. baby face
0: and we got exactly what we thought we would get, but I think we only got one, and that's the Hale going shopping with J.C. Jane. Remember, I was expecting like a three segment, but I think we only got one, if I remember correctly. And I don't know if it was bad or not because I did think it was funny. I don't know if it was on purpose. They're in a store where basically like ninety-five percent of the stuff is black, and is that because like J.C. Jane's a heel, so she only shot <laughs> Like if they're making that joke, that's funny. I, maybe I'm giving <laughs> if them. Too they're much doing credit, it on purpose, yeah. Right, but if they're
1: that self-aware.
0: So you can confirm I am like a middle-aged man, correct? Um, Probably beyond if you look at average age in (laughs) Canada. But anyways, so I wasn't super comfortable because this was basically a 19-year-old woman coming out of a change room in progressively skimpier leather outfits. So I wasn't like super comfortable with this. This is probably written by men not too much older than you. Right. Who were like, oh, this is a great idea. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like she's trying to completely change up her look and she's going from wholesome even though wholesome is still wearing like really revealing tops with no like like midriff exposed no, and everything no, no so, colors though. but anyway so yeah i i wasn't a huge fan of it but if you it want to was, be
1: grown up colors fall by the wayside it was
0: exactly what you would expect from this so you got what you got uh rest Hold, just because i was disappointed with the length they gave them was uh duke hudson and joe coffee like i don't have an issue with either guy in ring i kind of like coffee and i think hudson's like a throwback to like a, i don't know like an 80s kind of power guy who can do a bit of stuff as well only got four minutes and it kind of paled in comparison to the tournament match just before this with butch and and bait right so didn't get enough time to really get in gear and there's definitely a better match between these two coffee dominates late hudson ducks uh what's his finishing clothesline called coffees i forget but anyway i think it's something lengthy if i'm just like it's it's too long a name for a clothesline i can't get behind it it's It's a a disc it's a discus right which is fine but anyways um so Hudson rolls up coffee for the win, which was surprising. There's now three people tied at the top of group, which D. is everyone
1: except for Tazawa. Correct.
0: So then in an interview right after, I think it was Nathan Fraser suggests a triple threat tiebreaker next week. Uh, interviewer does the thing where they like touch their ear because they're getting information. Right? Oh, it gets word that the match will happen tonight. So Fraser like sprints off because I guess his gimmick is that he's fast. Right? So he is. Um, rest hold. I thought Lola Vice got a little bit exposed in a single match with Perez. Um. I, there was some nice aggression from Vice and Charisma, so I think there's a potential. But there's a couple moments that weren't great. Nothing hey, major. It's developmental. But yeah, exactly. And I think she... Um, maybe singles matches she's not quite ready for, but I do like... Because she's coming across as like a submission specialist, which I think is kind of a cool character for that division, because there isn't really one. Baszler. <laughs> since Baszler left, right? Uh, and I just, No, Rousey left. Baszler's here. They're just ruining her. Well, not in NXT, I meant. Oh, yeah. So... I've said it before, but Perez sells really well for someone so young. as, And for such a natural baby face to have that skill, that's pretty huge. Um, so Perez wins. She counters an armbar into a pinfall. Four minutes. So Lola Vice, I think massive potential, but there's a couple hiccups in this one, I would say. Rest Hold. I don't think I even mentioned it last week, but the segment was Dijak out whipping a tree really hard. And Thorpe this week is mad about that. I guess because of his connection to nature, which is fair, but it just seemed kind of strange. That's kind of weird. Um, it sets up a strap match, which is not my favorite, and I just don't find Thorpe believable in these scripted, recorded things. The most believable thing he did was when they had that angry promo after immediately he lost because Dijak cheated, and it was like in the moment he was just mad. That sounded good. When he has time and they record it, I, he, he, I don't know, it's not working for me. Um, just in general, high spot. we got to get Becky Lynch all over this show in little conversations with people. I don't get to see her much anymore because I don't watch main roster, but she's awesome now. Eh? She's like really, really polished without being too polished. You know what I mean? Like she's just that, she's just a professional and she can do it all. It's really good to see. She's cool. I did like Dom and Melo Hayes. To be honest, the match itself was decent, but I it's Dragonov's intensity because he was at ringside and I, it's like Dom was doing it on purpose. He kind of threw Carmelo into Dragonov twice at ringside. And then when Dragonov stood up and got in his face, he, he slapped him, and then that's like Dragonov snaps, and he's so good at being angry, right? Like his veins are popping, his face is going his red. His facial expressions are really it's incredible, and so he ends up hitting his falling forearm to Dom, and then he goes for the torpedo Moscow, but Hayes gets in the way, so he takes out Hayes with that. um And yeah, nobody sells intensity like Dragonov, and every story he's in, he adds to it, right? So I think he's fantastic. He's among my favorite wrestlers right now, anywhere um i liked you were here for the triple threat i think right coffee fraser Hudson. i did see you were in the room you were in an intermittently paying attention how much do
1: i remember couldn't tell you
0: i thought it was fun uh you had fraser flying all over the place he hit a nice spike rana and then a sudden phoenix splash to hudson like he doesn't take time to prep right like he got up there and he hits it instead of like getting his balance and standing up straight and maybe gesturing to the crowd which i like that better like you don't have a lot of time. Like, get up there and hit it. And he does, yeah. which I think is cool. Uh, Coffee threw Fraser out of the ring, hit his finishing clothesline that we forget the name of to
1: Hudson. Picked
0: up the it's win. Something with a B. After 12 something minutes. And,
1: something and something. <laughs> there that's, you go. That's You're great. You're
0: welcome. Uh, I thought the second really good TV match on this show, we had a power guy, a brawler, and a speedy high flyer, and I thought it worked pretty well. And they got 12 minutes, which on this show is a lot. So I thought it was good. That um, I have a question, right? Because that segment was here. How does the Ali, Dom, Dragon Lee story move forward now that Ali is gone? They just,
1: like, I don't know what you do. Kill it? Like, I don't... Probably. Just kind of just be like, what? Nothing happened.
0: Um, Corbin was being a condescending prick to the rednecks, and I kind of thought it was funny. Uh, Briggs, Jensen, and Henley are arguing because uh, member Miles Bourne turned on them last week. After a week. And Briggs is blaming Henley for that. Uh, Corbin comes out basically saying that their arguing is ruining his massage. Asked him, like, I can't remember what it was, but, like, a rhetorical question is, like, don't answer because I don't care. So I kind of liked it. Uh, Briggs, then, I was kind of funny, too. He's like, oh, I'm glad you can actually hear because I thought maybe Braun might have popped your eardrum last week when he crushed you, right? So we're going to get a Corbin-Briggs match, I assume. And I just, I like Corbin being dismissive and condescending here. And the Rednecks, it almost feels like they're repackaging the Jensen-Kiana James angle now with Henley and Bourne. Because it's like, well, you're... Letting him in and he's screwing things up for us and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I don't know if Great. it's a romantic you, you angle, do but that again, the main event was pretty good. Um, you had Stratton and James are attacking Becky Lynch as she's making her entrance. Valkyria comes out to make the save. So that's the tag match we get. And the baby faces I don't have a lot of notes on it. They win Manhandle Slam and Lyra Splash after 12 minutes. Solid action. I like that Lyra, I think she's getting a bit of a rub from working with Lynch. Right. And I think that. If it's me, Lyra is who I would position as my top babyface in the women's division for a little while. Maybe I'm fine if Stratton gets the title back and Lyra challenges her. But again, I don't know where you go with Lynch, um, how you get the title off of her, but we'll see. But I thought the match was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Impact Ultimate X match to open was pretty fun. It was Bailey, Samurai Del Sol, Rich Swan, Alan Angels, Ace Austin, and Zach Wentz. Uh, action all over the place as you expect. Dives. Stereo moonsaults off of the scaffolding, all kinds of things. Um, you had Ace Austin missile kick Del Sol off of the cable. He kind of only kicked his legs, but it still was cool. And then just in a weird spot, Mike Bailey is like clinging to the rope with his arms and legs or the cable for a really long time. I didn't quite get it. Anyways, Angels ends up getting the X at, uh, as Bailey and Austin are kind of in hot pursuit of him. Angels does get it, falls to the mat, drops it briefly, right? Because you have to get to the floor with it but he quickly grabs it and he does end up winning Angels after. Angels wins. 10 minutes, yeah. That's weird. I thought so too. I'm kind of okay with it. I thought the match was really fun and we get a fresh contender for the title. Uh it wasn't an elite ultimate X match cuz some of them they're, I find they're hit and miss, right? They do them a lot. Yeah. So uh Angels character change isn't good. I don't think it ever will be. What I just is don't it? He, whatever. Don't he's like the um I think he's the front man, is it? So he's like pretending he's a rock star, oh. but he's not really. He's He's just kind of bland, and I think he always will be, but he's good in the ring. And if he faces Sabin, that should be pretty good. I can't see Angels actually winning, but at least it's somebody different. A little bit annoyed, Dirty Dangos character that I once enjoyed seems to be descending descending sorty of into like mid-card fodder because he lost in four minutes to Jake something because uh, Bravo tried to use a flashlight and accidentally hit Dango. So it's like, you're now like the bumbling comedy mid-carder. I do like that you're putting some attention on um Jake something because I think you should but I don't know I thought Dango's thing was cool and kind of edgy and now it's like you put him with a cartoon character in Bravo and he's just a joke yeah so. I like some of the things but yeah it's not very good Um, and then this mock match just I don't even remember this man I watched basically all of Impact and TNA they did the Fox box where they have somebody in picture in picture I watching the match to be judging it in case it went to a draw and it was Chase Stevens and they also had the. I remember the I didn't letter know who that is. I remember he was in the the Naturals. I'm pretty sure you might want to fact check me. They were an awesome tag team early on TNA. They were like kind of like a, a young Bucks kind of team, hmm. similar idea. And they did like where they used to have the the letterboxing with words going at the top and bottom. Yeah, of the screen. I saw that. It was that was a throwback. Weird. Uh, I actually liked Macklin. Was just in kind of a close-up promo complaining about Rhino costing him because Rhino came and gored him and he lost his case in the Feaster fired. And as Macklin's talking, Rhino just out of nowhere from off-screen gores Macklin through a bunch of, like, the road cases that are always there, you know, and it looked really good, I thought. Um, This is more notable because I don't think it was great, but we had two instant DQs leading to a big tag team match. Um, So it was supposed to be Eric Young and Kenny King. That match lasts 30 seconds because Sheldon Jean interferes. Uh, so then we make it a tag match because Damore comes out to join Eric Young. And just because we can't let this story die, Diener and Khan come down and attack Eric Young. So that's a DQ in nine seconds. The so, only
1: thing that can die in this story is Eric Young.
0: That's Well, he can't die. He can't <laughs> okay, die. I can, nothing can die then. And then, so b- for nostalgia for the thousandth episode, America's Most Wanted, which is James Storm and Chris Harris. They come down to even the sides and now we get an eight-man tag, right? So it ends with Storm giving Diener a last call. Uh, gives Gene a cone break, code breaker Damore hit actually a really nice sky high to Sheldon Gene. And then Eric Young hit Gene with a pile driver. So the baby faces win after seven minutes. Just some d- nostalgia for me to see America's Most Wanted. Because they were a huge part of TNA back in the day. I was telling you, as a person who watched almost all Impact and TNA, the main event scene was pretty much always my least favorite part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're telling me. I tend to be that way anyways. I'm always mid-card tag team stuff. But like... The Knockouts division was awesome. The X division was awesome a lot. And the, the Tag Team division was also really good. And then it just became the main event stuff was all the WWE rejects after a certain and point. And
1: early, early TNA. It was like Jeff Jarrett half of the time. In which
0: I just didn't care. So I was never, the main event was rarely my favorite programs. Um, Feast or Fired cases were opened. And it was somewhat predictable, a little disappointing. Crazy Steve gets the Digital Media Championship shot, which I
1: feel stupid even typing that title name out. They need to do some about that. The digital media. Why do they have to have that as their second title? I don't, I think having two mid card titles makes sense. I think that's a good idea, but I don't. think Not it should digital be that media. One. I don't know they what you always, call it. They always, they always fumble with their second mid card title because they've always had the X division, which has worked out phenomenally, but then they've had like a King of the Mountain title, which. Be- which like it was a Legends Championship, then yeah. it a King of the Mountain title, yeah. then it was a TV title, and then but that's remember, just that belt. There's then there's the digital media. The old championship came back because then ECW have or uh, EC three have it, and I hated it. Yeah, Moose had the right. TNA title for a bit. Like, I, they need to figure out a more sensible mid card title that can yes. go with the X Division title because. I feel like Crazy Steve should have either gotten an X-Division shot or he should have been fired because I think that would have been more interesting. Because I don't even know what digital media championship means. Like, it's not defended on – it'd be different if it's the internet championship and it's only defended on internet shows. It's only, like, sometimes defended on matches on their streaming service or whatever. I think Steve should have been fired and then he goes on a rampage and then they hire him back just to calm him down. Um, And, like, something like that.
0: So Steve gets digital media, Moose gets world championship, ABC get the tag title shot, Moose and Yuya, Moose gets world title again. Great. Yeah, as I sort of figured would happen, I said it last week here. I think uh, gets fired. Um, everyone just kind of fell into the slot you'd expect. I w- wish they had kind of taken the opportunity to shake things up a bit, but That's I guess what I'm saying. I don't have any major complaints. Just kind of nothing exciting, all predictable. Like everybody stays in their lane, basically yeah, coming basically, out of this, yeah. right? Uh, you were there for it. I really like Trey Miguel, Josh Alexander. I thought that was a good match. It got 14 minutes of TV time. Um, I know you remember the finish because the C4 yeah. looked incredible. Looked like he broke the guy's neck. Like, I don't know how he does it. It looked amazing. Uh, Wentz uh, gets in a cheap shot at near the end of this. Shelly comes down to deal with it. Um, Alexander then just hits an incredible looking C4 spike for the win after 14 minutes. And, Um, Really good TV match, and I hope it's to rebuild Alexander, obviously, as he's going to be back into the main event. I don't think the loss hurts Miguel, because for me, this is like um, a peak tag wrestler facing a main eventer who's a singles guy. Yeah, he's like the main event guy right now. There's no shame in losing to the the headliner, basically, right? And then this is where they announced, and you had told me already, you texted me and was like, they got me. What was the match they announced that got you? Osprey and Speedball, that's pretty wild. Yeah, that should be fantastic. So at Bound for Glory, so we'll at least check that out. I don't know if there's anything else appealing on Bound for Glory, but that is a match I will make sure I find. Mm -hmm. We get a little back and forth between Bailey and Gresham backstage, and it's going to lead to a future match. And even though they faced each other a lot lately, I am totally fine with this. And there's this little bit of, like, came through in this. They're still rivals. You can tell, like, they're being civil with each other, but also taking kind of subtle shots at each other, and I like that dynamic because they both think they're the best kind of thing, but... They're kind of civil with each other, so I like their dynamic. Uh, main event, you were there for that as well, I think. So what it, was it? It is the oh I yeah, I wasn't really watching. Angelina that. Love, Savannah Evans, Diano Perazzo, Tasha Steele, Giselle Shaw, and Velvet. I Velvet missed. was ringside. She wasn't in the match, no. right? Uh against Kong, Jordan Grace, Gail Kim, Trinity, Mickey James. This was okay, right? It was a nostalgia trip for me, and I'm not a super nostalgic person, but I was. A big fan of the knockouts division throughout much of impact so i loved seeing awesome kong specifically she and gail kim their era was amazing of knockouts if you want to go back and check that out you probably should so this was like a mixture a decent mixture right of kind of legends if you will and current roster stars it went about 14 minutes Um, the big finish was gail kim dove over the top to a whole bunch of people on the floor that allowed awesome kong to hit the implant buster to giselle shaw and the baby faces pick up a win for a nice moment. Not a technical masterpiece, but like a decent little way to end the show. And again, I like that they this company's built on knockouts and X Division, and that's how they started and ended the show. So a decent episode. Not as strong as last week's. I thought last week's yeah, impact was. That was, was really the good. real thousand. That was the real thousand. This is this was one thousand one, so it took a little bit of a step back. But uh yeah, that's everything I have. From this week, you didn't have anything from SmackDown, nothing uh, eventful. No. And you said it looks boring. And you said you did not have any figuring it out this week. They're, they're uh, no, slacking and releasing new stuff. They, they slack things.
1: They don't always real things. I guess.
0: No, I guess not. So I think that's going to bring us to the end of one of our shorter episodes, an hour 32. Y'all are spared. Right? You're spared having to listen to us. Although a couple For people remember way back when we started, a former uh, former student of mine was like, "The longer the better," because I drive trucks. Yeah, so <laughs> He was like, "Go three hours." Like, I don't know if he still listens or not. So if you still listen, Devin, let me know. Because I haven't heard. Yeah. I forget. Uh, but anyways, that's going to wrap up episode 166. We'll definitely be back for 167. we got to find time to watch NXT and get back yeah, to the good gold days. I forgot about that. But again, that's bonus content. So when we find time, we'll find time. Uh, we hope to see you back here next week. And until then, everybody, take care.